Hello to everyone joining and welcome back to my subscribers. This is the Money Memo. This week, we are going to be talking about how to design a diversified risk-managed portfolio with varied asset classes, including equity, gold, real estate, debt, and also government schemes like Public Provident Fund and even the National Pension Scheme. In this week's episode, I want to talk about what an ideal portfolio looks like or providing you with a template on which you can start building your own well-rounded portfolio. So I'm going to tell you about how I started building it from scratch all the way back to 2008. And then we're also going to talk about what are the major tenets that you need to keep in mind when you're building a portfolio. So for example, my favorite ones are the return on investment, risk management, diversification of assets, and also uh, goal-based timelines. Um, and finally, we are going to talk about allocation of capital, because without allocating the right amount of capital and the right assets, we are not going to have a well-rounded portfolio. So that's coming up in this episode, and I hope you're all listening in. Like always, let's start with a story. So back in 2008-9, when I started investing, you know, even the term portfolio was completely alien to me. Like, I didn't even know what that meant. Uh, the only portfolio that I heard about was probably uh, in the ministries. So having a minister that's taking charge of a portfolio like commerce, finance, defense, etc. But other than that, I never really understood what a portfolio meant. So just in case you don't understand the same, just like me, uh, portfolio is a collection of assets in the finance world. So for example, if you have one asset, let's say gold that you're investing in, that itself wouldn't really make a portfolio because there's only one asset in it. But when you have two or more assets that's coming together that you're managing yourself, that becomes a portfolio of assets. So for example, a well-rounded portfolio would have assets like equity, gold, debt instruments, uh, fixed deposits, government schemes like uh, PPF, Sukanya Samriti, etc. So that's what a portfolio means. Now, before we go further, I also want you to understand what's the major difference between an asset and a liability. So we did uh, discuss right now that a portfolio is a collection of assets. So an asset is something that pays you and a liability is something that you pay for. For example, if you're investing in equity, that's an asset, maybe stocks or mutual funds, etc. So you have to understand that at some point, these assets are going to appreciate in value and it's going to give you a cash flow. When it comes to stocks, it's going to be dividends. If you're going to be investing in real estate, let's say into a residential or a commercial property, that's going to be your rent that's coming back to you. Now, your asset is paying you back something. Similarly, when you're investing in a fixed deposit, even, you know, that's something that's very simple that everyone understands. The fixed deposit pays you an interest, right? The bank pays you an interest on your fixed deposits. Now, that is your cash flow. So it also increases in value. 
and at the same time it's giving you a cash flow this is what most assets do even if you have land that is lying around right that's currently an asset but there is no cash flow from it but you will get a cash flow when you try to monetize it for example if you're going to lease it out for agriculture or let's say you lease it out to having construction done on it or maybe finally when you just sell it right it is going to give you a cash flow that is an asset when we talk about a liability that's something that you pay cash for uh, i want to take the example of a luxury car for example i i understand that a lot of people do love luxury cars uh, maybe for their engineering and the superior uh, service that you get etc but most of the time a luxury car happens to be a liability at least that's what i believe in so you need to have a decent car to go from point a to point b yes but if you are not really someone who enjoys the engineering that goes into a luxury car that may actually end up being a liability on you because insurance is going to be much higher fuel uh, efficiency of a luxury car is going to be low which means your expenses on fuel are going to be higher as well any kind of spare parts that you need to get as long as they're original they're going to be higher priced um so that's one example Uh, another example would be uh, spending money on things that you don't really need but maybe you're just trying to show off to other people that hey I do have the money to buy this right so if you are wearing it or driving it you know your money that's one of the easiest ways to lose money in the first place so that's what i want to bring into perspective what an asset is and what a liability is so make sure that you have a portfolio of assets and not a portfolio of liabilities i hope that's clear so um what happens when you're building a portfolio from scratch what should be your main considerations right so we are going to discuss that in this podcast uh, over a few segments uh, so in this segment i want to discuss what are the major tenets of building a portfolio so let's see that one by one we're going to be talking about four major tenets while building a portfolio from scratch so everyone's ideal portfolio would look different we are all different we are all individuals and every individual is going to have uh, a varied aims and varied goals for what they want to achieve with their personal finance so what i intend to do is just give you a template of uh, how you can start building an ideal portfolio but by no means this is the end of it uh, please do your own research uh, if you would like to know more about it i'm just going to touch up on the basics for beginner investors who are just coming in and want to know more about asset classes and how to create a grouping of those asset classes so here are the four major tenets that i look at uh, when i look at my portfolio number 1 return on investment even though it's not really number 1 in my list returns are the reason why we are all in the market for so that's definitely the first one that i'm going to be discussing the second one is risk management now this is my favorite uh, i've said this in the first podcast as well I am more of a risk management guy than a returns guy. So if someone promises me superior returns at the cost of risk, my answer is going to be a resounding no. Like I don't want higher returns at higher risk. I would rather have average to above average returns at a very low risk because I'm a risk averse investor and those are the kind of people that I try to reach out you know uh, with my newsletters and podcasts is that people who don't want to take a lot of risk and are happy with above average to high returns 
and uh, ladies and gentlemen it's really possible like i've seen over my investing journey of more than 14 years that it is possible to create wealth while looking at low risk assets so risk management is going to be another main tenet that we're going to discuss the third one that i like is diversification of assets so like i mentioned before if you're just going to have gold in your portfolio that's not really a portfolio is it it's just one asset but when you add equity to it now that becomes a portfolio you can add debt instruments like bonds to it that becomes a more diversified portfolio and if you add real estate and you know government schemes like public provident fund and national pension scheme now you are talking about a very well rounded portfolio so that's what i mean by diversification of assets so we're going to take a look at a few of the asset classes <clears throat> some of you you are uh, who are part of my udemy course uh, would already know what these asset classes are and if not you know i would uh, strongly suggest you to take a look at it i explain each and every asset classes in detail and how they work which is very important for a beginner investor and finally we are going to look at allocation of capital your portfolio is not going to perform well if uh, you have allocated your capital in the wrong manner and into the wrong assets and this also depends on uh, what is your age at the moment uh, for example a younger person can take a higher amount of risk and allocate more of his or her capital into equity or other slightly riskier assets than debt or gold for example but for someone who is about to retire he or she would just want to maintain the value of their money and not really grow it and this is what you really need when you're retiring you just want to make sure your money is beating inflation right so that when you're withdrawing interest from the money that you've deposited in the bank you're making interest that's higher than inflation if not then you're losing money and your money may easily run out before the end of your life and that is something that you don't want those are the things that you need to keep in mind when building your portfolio and if you are in your 20s or your 30s uh, you know the people who are listening to this you are in a really sweet spot and you need to make sure that your advantage of age is really taken care of and you know you need to take advantage of where you are in your life so let's look at the first point that we were talking about return on investment like i said before even though i put the return on investment as the first consideration here i'm more interested in how much risk i'm exposed to uh so Uh, let us explore how we can maximize returns at a reasonable amount of risk while building a portfolio always keep in mind guys higher the returns higher the risk there is no asset that can give you a very high or superior rate of returns while keeping the risk really really low so if someone reaches out to you and says that hey i can give you 30 40% returns at almost zero risk do not trust them because there is no such thing that is not how money works that is not how finance works okay so if someone comes to you with such kind of promises please look at them with mistrust and ask them questions ask them where are you going to invest this money that you are able to give me this kind of returns because there are only so many assets that anyone can invest in right there is no secret asset that only a few people have access to like everyone has access to equity i mean i'm not talking about private equity but i'm talking about publicly listed companies you know everyone has access to the same kind of debt instruments bonds sovereign bonds etc everyone has access to the same kind of gold right the price of gold always remains the same for all of us you know that's how uh, market rates work so please make sure that you understand this basic tenet very very right higher the returns 
higher the risk. So ensure that you are able to get a considerable risk to reward ratio, right? This is when you keep your risk as low as possible and then try to go for as high a return as you can. Now, if you are someone who is okay with a higher amount of risk, then definitely you can go for those assets that give you a superior rate of return. But for someone like me, I don't like taking up a lot of risk. Why? Because at least to me, my peace of mind is my biggest asset. That is something that I value the most in my life. I don't want to invest in something that's going to keep me up at night. I'm okay with above average returns, right? But I'm not okay with above average risk. I'd like to have my risk somewhere in the average and I'd like to have my returns maybe slightly above the rate of risk that I'm taking. And this is extremely possible, folks. Um, it's it's not something that is impossible. It, it is something that's extremely possible and I've seen it myself over the past, uh, you know, 10 to 14 years that I've been investing. So let's see uh, what's happening with my uh, portfolio when it comes to returns. So of course, equity will give you the maximum returns out of all the asset classes. Okay, when it comes to average annualized returns, the equity markets will give you about 12 to 14%. 12% is the minimum that you must be asking from your equity assets. And 14 to 15% is very well doable. It's very average realistic return. Uh, and if you pick your stocks well, if you do your research well and you hold on to your investments for a longer period of time, you can have compounded annual growth rates much, much higher. So for example, in my stock portfolio, I've been investing for almost 14 years now and I have a return of almost 21.3%. Now that's compounded annual growth rate, right? So my money is compounding at a rate of 21.3%. This is very realistic, but at the same time, quite superior because a lot of mutual funds are not even able to match that kind of return. Now this is only because I I've been able to select my stocks the right manner and I've held on to them. I've not sold them, uh, you know, when the market was down or when there was a crash. Like in 2020, a lot of stocks had crashed. I mean, the entire market had crashed, but that was the time to buy, right? So whatever cash I had, I deployed and now the market's back up all the way at 18,600. That's what Nifty's at uh, as of me speaking. And uh, that came all the way down from 7,500 in March 2020. That's almost three times the market has jumped up. So you can you can imagine what the return on my portfolio is if I did not sell anything during that time. Um, I have a portfolio of equity mutual funds um, focusing mainly on blue chip companies. By blue chip, you mean large profitable companies like Infosys, Tata Consultancy Services, Reliance, etc. I also focus on small cap stocks. There is an investing strategy that I have, which I like to call the David and Goliath strategy, which I will uh, explain in another episode of the podcast. So I focus on this and uh, my mutual fund portfolio has been giving me a return of about 17.7% since 2013. Um, again, it is a very realistic return, but at the same time, it's quite good, much, much better than many of the mutual funds out there. Uh, then I also have index funds um, that track the US S&P 500 market and the India Nifty 50 market, uh, giving me a CAGR of about 14%. Um, I do have a small portion, portion in private equity. Um, these are like companies, uh, mostly like startups uh, that I like to invest in, which is not a big amount of my portfolio, but very small amount. But, you know, they have a... Uh, a chance of growing exponentially in the future. But at the same time, there's also very high risk in that. That's the reason I've kept the private equity part very, very small. 
So as you can see, uh, I am looking more at reasonable realistic returns, but at the same time, I also want it to be market beating, which I've been able to do over the past nine, ten years or so. So that's my way of looking at returns on investment, and this is something that you can incorporate into your portfolio as well. Um, let's see the second part. Next is risk management, uh, which. like i mentioned before is my favorite i'm always looking to manage my risk and bring it down as much as possible even a 0.5% uh risk that i can bring down is going to make me sleep that much better and make my life that much more comfortable and easier so that's something i would recommend to all of you right always think about risk 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 what is my risk going into this um can i can i lower my risk in any way these are the questions that you must be asking before investing your hard earned money another few question that i like to ask myself before i invest into an asset is will my view on this asset remain the same after 5 years you know because i am a long term investor i invest for about 7 to 10 year time frame so is my view about this investment going to change in 5 years if so why am i investing in this asset in the first place i know that equity over the long term gives me a pretty high rate of return at a lower rate of risk i mean the longer the term that you're investing the lower the risk gets same thing with most of the asset classes so if you are looking at an asset class like crypto for example it gives you very high short term returns but it's very very volatile in the long term so are you going to feel the same way about crypto are you feeling the same way about crypto today that you felt maybe 2 or 3 years back i don't think so right if that's the case then please do not invest in that asset because we always want to invest for the long term or at least my portfolio is for the long term so if someone wants to make my portfolio template please keep that in mind that i am a long term investor and my uh, views are always 7 to 10 years and then i'm going to ask myself is this asset fairly valued because i don't want to buy a very highly valued stock like for example paytm zomato etc that's not something i'm going to invest in and thirdly what is my risk reward ratio this is something that i discussed in the previous segment so please go back and listen to it if you missed it so risk reward ratio is something that a particular individual is comfortable with so if i'm taking let's say 1x risk my reward should be at least 1.5x right i'm just giving you an example some people are going to be like okay i'm ready to take 2x risk for a 2x return so as an individual i am not comfortable with it i also want always want my uh, risk to reward ratio to be low which means i want my risk to be as low as possible and my reward to be higher and finally uh, if i go wrong what's the maximum loss i'm ready to take like what's the loss at which i would exit from this asset class you need to have that written down before you are investing your money let's say you're investing in something that's worth 1000 rupees and you're like okay if this goes into a loss at 50% which means at 500 rupees when the price goes down i will exit i'm not going to wait any longer for the asset class to come back up in price this is a very common mistake that a lot of new investors do they keep on holding to their losses or you know the loser stocks hoping that the price will come back up but there is going to be a particular point where you will have to cut your losses and exit right what is that going to be now that is again a question that you will have to answer but this is a question that i ask myself when i invest in a stock or accumulate more in an asset class in my portfolio so these are the these are the four major question that i ask myself for risk management they're easy they're easy to follow they're easy to answer so please try to incorporate them into your portfolio building
I want to share one mistake that I did, right, uh, which was my first investment in real estate. And now this was back in 2014 when the real estate market was at its all-time high. Um, and I bought this property because I wanted to be a young homeowner. You know, back then it was a very cool thing to have, you know, that, that epithet is that, oh, you're only in your 20s and you already have a house to your name. That was a big deal back then. But that was a great mistake. That was one of the biggest financial mistakes I've done. I bought that house uh, at the top of the market and then within two years, demonetization hit and the real estate market just crashed, right? Even now, it is not recovered. In some of the cities, the real estate asset class is giving a return of just 4.5%. That's lower than fixed deposits and savings bank accounts at the moment. So that was a mistake I did, but thankfully I was able to pay it off within six years and uh, I am still getting rental income out of it. Uh, but yeah, that's a mistake that I learned, you know, no more residential real estate for me. Uh, I just stick to land or commercial real estate at this point. Okay, let's look at the third point, diversification of assets. This point is actually what makes a portfolio a portfolio right because if we do not have diversified assets and like i said it's not a portfolio in the first place so let's see what are the assets that i hold in my portfolio right it's not just equity i have a lot more other asset classes like i've mentioned in my udemy course so i'm invested in equity instruments for example index funds mutual funds and my own personal stock portfolio I'm invested in gold, majorly sovereign gold bonds, but you can also invest in gold ETFs and physical gold. A lot of my um, female listeners do have a lot of physical gold with them. Some of them who are married, they did get uh, gold as maybe a gift from their parents, etc., which they hold on to, which is really good. It's a really good uh, asset and investment. So please hold on to them. Okay. Uh, thirdly, I do have real estate. I have uh, two properties one is uh, two residential and a little bit of land uh, back in Kerala um, I do have debt instruments now by debt you mean debt mutual funds government securities and bonds of companies right and I only invest in bonds that are AAA rated again I explain most of these uh, on the course so if you guys ever get a chance to check it out on Udemy I also have fixed deposits where I keep my emergency fund but otherwise I don't keep a lot of money that's parked in my bank account because there's hardly any return from it definitely not inflation beating um, I'm invested in government schemes like the public provident fund and the national pension scheme if you are a parent to a girl child please take a look at the Sukhanya Samriti scheme it's really good uh, they're both guaranteed by the government of India and there is very very less risk in it so please try to go uh, and research about it the pension scheme also NPS gives you an extra 50,000 rupees that you can deduct from your tax Taxes. On top of that, uh, these pension funds are administered by the government of India through private companies, of course, but they're still administered by the government of India, which brings down the risk a lot. So these are the assets that I am diversified into and uh, probably can give you a pointer to start your research with. So um, for someone starting from scratch, I would definitely recommend starting with index funds. Uh, which is very easy to follow and the lowest fees charged in the entire industry. Uh, once you get a hang of it, maybe you can start diversifying into equity mutual funds, you know, blue chip companies, small cap funds. Um, I really like SBI small cap. That's something that I've been invested in since 2013. That's given me a return of almost 26% every year just from that one fund. But of course, 
26% is not even you know some years you have a very high return some years you have a lower return some years you have a negative return but annualized you know it's given me a return of almost 26% uh, PPF is really good it gives you 7.1% uh, interest at the moment uh, literally no risk because it's guaranteed by the government of India I've also mentioned this before many times on my Instagram lives and also on the course that I really like sovereign gold bonds the reason being it's guaranteed by the Reserve Bank of India it gives me an annual interest of 2.5% on top of the appreciation of the gold prices right so guys take a look into it diversify your portfolio look into more and more assets that can give you better returns at lower risk now finally let's come to allocation of capital while diversification is good one must also bear in mind that too much of anything can be a bad thing Uh, in Malayalam, there's a saying, "Atigamayal amritum visham." It essentially means that if you have too much of amrit, that can also be poison. Um, this applies to uh, someone who is spreading yourself too thin when building a portfolio. You need to employ your capital in the right amounts and in the right assets. What do I mean by that? For a young person. most of your capital should be allocated towards equity instruments now the reason being equity instruments always give a better rate of return than any other asset classes in the long term guys i repeat in the long term so when you're young you have a longer runway to invest like you can actually afford to invest for like 10 years 15 years right doesn't really matter because uh, all your good years are still in front of you if you're 22 23 years old having your first job you can think about 15 years because at the end of 15 years you're still only 38 right your life is still starting at that point uh, like they say 40 is a new 30 so um if you can follow the 15 15 15 rule by investing let's say 15000 rupees for 15 years into an equity mutual fund that gives you 15% returns in 15 years you will be a crorepati whether you like it or not that is going to make you 1 crore rupees that is how compound interest works So I personally like to keep at least 70% of my capital in equity because when I started investing I was in my early 20s so I did have a longer runway um and um uh out of the rest 30% you know I have allocated approximately 10% towards real estate so I, like I said I do have a couple of properties um 10% in gold now these are purely sovereign gold bonds because I don't wear gold so I don't really like physical gold that much but sovereign gold bonds is what I really like Uh, I put five percent in debt instruments, uh, you know, like government securities. Uh, then I do have uh, another five percent in the government schemes, like public provident fund and the national pension scheme. Now the NPS is really, really long term because I can only reap the benefits by the time I'm sixty. That's when I can withdraw part of it as tax free, and the rest of it as annuities, like a pension that's coming back to me. But anyway, you know, like most of you are going to live till eighty, ninety years of age. Now that's almost 30 years without an income if you retire at 60. And I'm sure that some of you want to retire much much earlier than that. Like I want to retire much earlier than that. I don't want to be working until I'm 60. So when you allocate capital make sure that you you're allocating the right amounts of capital to the right assets. Uh that ratio is very 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 important. But also as one grows old or nears retirement it would be wise to shift the allocation right so for example you had 70% equity at some point you know i am going to shift most of my capital towards something a little more safe so maybe from equity to debt 
which means most of my money would go into government securities because I know that government has guaranteed that payment back to me, right? So I would probably want to do that. But that's only when I start getting older and going towards retirement because at that point I just want to maintain my money, the value of my money. I don't really want to grow it. right my needs and wants are mostly met with that kind of income and that's where i wanted to stop um for anyone who are interested in reading i would uh, very strongly recommend this book called the intelligent investor by a gentleman called benjamin graham now for those who don't know who ben graham is he was the mentor of warren buffett i'm sure a lot of people have heard about warren buffett but not a lot of people have heard about benjamin graham because um you know he was the original financial influencer but there was no social media back then so he wrote a book called the intelligent investor and he also mentored people like warren buffett and it is a wealth of information so if you get a chance try it out on kindle or you know try to get it from your local bookstore but beautifully written book on finances <laughs> So what's the takeaway? So in the next segment we are going to be talking about what the takeaway from this discussion that we've had. So if you want just you know go through the segment once more so uh, you're able to get those ideas thorough in your head. Now that we've discussed what makes an ideal portfolio by taking a detailed look into all the four tenets of portfolio building Let's see what's the takeaway that you can get. There is one question that only you can answer. What should my portfolio look like? Uh, you may use my portfolio as a template because I'm a risk-averse investor and by God's grace I've not lost any money till now uh, in the kind of assets that I've included above. Um but it's a conservative and forward-looking strategy to allocate my capital like I've done. and these assets as you can see are amongst the highest quality assets that are available for us to invest at the moment like i mentioned uh, in the start of this podcast my peace of mind is the asset i value the most i'm not sure about you but i hope most of you are and everything pales in comparison to that so if you are one like me maybe my lessons and strategy in building a portfolio may help you design your own uh, and remember There is no one size fits all in personal finance. Every individual is different and this shows on our portfolios as well. You are different, I am different, a third person is different. So what their portfolio looks like will depend a lot on their psychology, their background, their upbringing, their education, their financial literacy and many other aspects. So make sure that you don't copy anyone's portfolio or you know co- even copy mine. but you can always uh, learn more about portfolio building by looking at others templates so that's what i would recommend so i want you to go ahead and start your own journey in the art of building a well rounded portfolio i hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, i ho- hope to see you all uh, next week and uh, happy investing this is the money memo